I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into the nightmares. There it is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, R.J. Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. R.J. Clifford, Juan Soto, let's have some fun today. Uh, Another road game for me, buddy's house in Las Vegas. Not working the UFC, Soto. Nay, I tell you, nay. I'm working the future of combat sports. Power slap this weekend. Power slap. Watch motherfuckers getting slapped on Saturday night. That thing is so freaking dumb, dude. I knew you'd be a big fan. That's so stupid. Well, it, they, what, what don't you like about it? It's just, it's, it's so, it's dumb. It, I don't know, man. Okay. I, I, I like watching a, like a fight. Mm-hmm. I don't think like somebody standing with his hands behind his back and his eyes closed so he can't lean into like lean away from a punch or a hit. I, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand the appeal, honestly. I think it's just ridiculous. It's weird because that was my first reaction. But then I realized like I've seen like every time I get a video like that, like in the streets, some guy's talking trash. He's like, dude, hit me, bro. Hit me. And he gets like slapped or knocked out or punched. I love it. But I think once it becomes like organized and the Nevada Athletic Commission regulates it, then you're kind of like, because when you get videos like that, admit it, you enjoy it. Oh, yeah, because you get the drama, like there's like some emotion involved. When yeah. a guy's sitting there with a fucking mouthpiece and he's holding a, a, a pool noodle behind his back. Yeah. Forrest Griffin's there trying to catch him as they go down. You're like, okay. I, I look at it kind of like like pro wrestling. I'm not a pro wrestling guy. And they're like, whoa, bro, like the athleticism, the things they can do. Like they show me, someone showed me a video of Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle in a pro wrestling match. I'm like, yeah, those guys, that's what, those are some stud athletes doing things that I couldn't do. But all I was thinking to myself is I wish they were fighting and not play fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, this would be so much cooler if this were an MMA fight and not a pro wrestling match. Kurt Angle would break the freaking, uh, the drug test freaking machine. Right, that's the that's my kind of MMA pride rules, baby. It's like not only are PEDs not tested for, they're encouraged. They're encouraged. That's, kind of what I, that's what I feel about slap. Like this would be so cool if this were in the back of an Arby's at two in the morning. Like, this would be way cooler. Like that's it's that's what power slap needs. It's it needs to be done the in the setting. back alley of an Applebee's. It's all about the setting. Someone is yeah. like kind of like the uh, the Russian uh, uh, face offs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've seen those. Where the oh, guys yeah. like they have the the the, the face off panel and they just fight and not get knocked out before the fight even starts. See, now we're talking. It's better. It's better. I don't know. Power slap is just. It just seems. It's just not. Nah, not. For it's me. like you're 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 putting a tuxedo on a stripper. You know what I mean? It's like. Anyway, uh, question of the day. It's the big question that half the NFL is asking themselves. Should we go after Lamar Jackson? Should the Raiders go all out? Because it's going to require going all out for Lamar Jackson. The oh, yeah. We'll get to as we start going along. This is no like, oh, let's kick the tires and see if we can get him for cheap. Oh, no. You're backing up the Brinks truck and you're backing up your draft cap to be able to get Lamar Jackson. Yes, sir. It's, uh, and I think it's more high risk, high reward than, um, than maybe you think, Soto. But I think we, we both agree 
what a, what a study is, obviously. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying it's not a fucking high risk. It's okay. definitely a high risk. So quick background check if you've had your head under a rock all day. Um, the Ravens gave him a franchise tag. Non-exclusive. But the baby one. I call it the baby one. The non-exclusive one. Where mm-hmm. um, he is now free to talk to all 31 other teams, get an offer, and the Ravens either have the opportunity to match or the team that they um, that offered him the deal has to give the Ravens two first round draft picks, and then they have to pay Lamar whatever they agreed upon. So mm-hmm. I'd say roughly half the NFL is in, for, you know, at 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 best a we're not, at least. not exactly sure, or at worst like Raiders, like we have no clue, right? Like no clue who our quarterback's going to be. So Soto, um, do the Raiders because Lamar Jackson has said he wants this like. You know, or I don't. I want to correct myself. I don't think Lamar's come out and said it. I think sources have said or leaks have come out, whether true or not, that he wants a Deshaun Watson type, two hundred fifty mil guaranteed type contract, which isn't too crazy, right? I mean, Deshaun Watson just got it, and this Lamar Jackson's younger, as far as we know, hasn't sexually assaulted anybody, as far as we know, and isn't coming off of uh, you know a, what a season and a half of not playing and dealing with. True, true. Not not that, you know, if that's the going rate, Lamar thinks he can get it. Yeah, man. Like, let's just be adults about this, okay? Damn it. The going rate is 230. That's the going rate. I don't care what anyone, I don't care what the owners want to try to sell you. I don't care what any type of media people try to sell you. The going rate is 230. And that's what Lamar has in his mind. Now, there's some things working against Lamar right now. I think that because he's representing himself, I think personal feelings may be getting in the way a little bit. Whereas if it were a an agent, they can negotiate without that personal feeling and then relay the information to Lamar. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard a couple of different uh, reports. One report was um, the Ravens offered, their, their top offer was like, 130 change like 130 let's just say 135 guaranteed which was 50 million less than what russ and uh, with kyler got then i heard another report that it was in the 180 similar to a russ or kyler guaranteed that's still 50 million dollars less than what a lesser quarterback who is not in trouble in his own division got yep i think if you come with a Seven year, two forty guaranteed. He'd do it. The last three years, funny. Like, but the thing is, is we we can do something similar. Like, okay, here's my plan. You ready for my plan? Let's hear it. I'm very okay. curious to your plan. I'm not saying that this is a a foolproof plan, but it's a plan that can still work for us. Mm-hmm. But like you said in the beginning, we got to go all in from the beginning because it's multiple steps. You ready for step one? Give it to me. We find. A, a team to trade out of number seven. Now we saw it with the bills. The bills traded up twice to get Josh Allen. They traded mm-hmm. up early to get into kind of like striking range to have that top pick. And then they traded that pick and more to trade up to get Josh Allen. So that's what someone can, let's say like a Washington or something like that, or even a Tampa Bay, right? They can trade up twice if they want to get one of the top quarterbacks, but they need to have a better pick to be able to get into that top five-ish, 
if you're not in the top seven and you want one of the top four quarterbacks, you're feeling pretty comfortable at seven to get one of them. Yeah. I would. So if you want to do that, you could do it early. So let's say, for example, okay, uh, Tampa's 19. Let's just, let's just use Tampa for an example. We go to 19, okay? We get maybe a second and like a fourth back, okay? Number yeah. seven for 19, a second round pick. So now what we're trading is we're not trading the number seven pick this season. We're mm -hmm. trading the number 19 pick, and we also got a couple of other picks it's, you know, to kind of lessen the blow of not having a first round pick. Yeah. That makes sense? Okay. So, and then we offer them, like I said, we, we do a deal very similar to like the Derek Carr deal because we don't want to kill our cap, right? We give them 50 guaranteed in a bonus this year and in a bonus next year. We do another bonus, roster yeah. bonus. So it's not hitting your cap. So that's 100 of the 150 already taken away. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about moving the cap around to get to the number. Like, we can stay, do that. Staying under the cap, we can. We can do. It's. It's the actual. It's. It's mathematically, we can do the cap. It's. Is it worth it with the cap with all the other needs the Raider have? One. Well, that's the thing. Uh, it's like that's why you keep the cap hit low, or you give them. Yeah. Dude, look. First off, well, wait, if you keep, keep kicking so the can down the road. Money. It, it comes home to roost eventually. No, but right? you don't have to pick the can down the road. That's what I'm trying to say is Davis is making so much goddamn money. He can be like anybody in Vegas, give me this X amount of money, loan me this X amount of money, and we can work on points for anything in, in the stadium you want to get. Okay. We give them, let's say 60. We give them 60, a check for $60 million. Here you go. Here's your roster bonus for 2023. And then on the, when the league year starts in March of 2024, here's your roster bonus of $60 million. That's 120 already done, not against your cap. No, so no, no. I don't, think, I, don't, I don't think you're understanding how that works. Like the money up front, like a roster bonus, that is – you do that to, div, to extend that out. So you give someone a $60 million piece of payment, so you have six seasons of $10 million. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's why you have those years on the end. Yeah, which which still come home to roost. That's my point. Is yes, but you're you're spreading them over seven years instead of four. Yes, yes. Because exactly. the next three years, it's well those four years. What's one uh, one thirty divided by four? Thirty uh, something. Thirty three. Nine million four hundred and twelve times pi. Thirty. It's, 30, it's thirty three. It's like thirty three and something. So that, yeah. that's like the average cap. That's what we were you gonna can, you can you anyway. can spread the cap out. You can yes. spread the cap out. The Raiders can spread the cap out, right? That 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 that, that part everyone does, and I understand. We we all understand. Um, Am I saying we should do it? I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's a possibility of us to. During the text earlier today, you sounded pretty excited about it. Did you change, or were you, or were you, did you like did you think about it more and decide against it, or were you? No, it was always like it was, this. Is how I always felt. I was like, okay. look, we can do it. We can get it done without totally you know because we do have do have a lot of needs we can still get some draft capital out of that first round pick without selecting that first round pick you know what i'm yeah. saying so uh, it, i mean i'm i'm intrigued um i thought you were gonna come on here and try to hard sell me and i was i'm sitting here willingly like because I, I want to be sold because my brain is saying we have way too many holes to commit draft picks and even if we trade down and we still have our picks like we traded down and those are picks we're not getting, right?
right? Like, you know me, I, I've wanted to trade down and use all the picks on defense or like a Hendon Hooker second round or something like that. So your plan does lessen the blow of losing our seven, but we're still, what we've traded down for, that could have been first round defensive players that we desperately need, right? So it's still, it's still that investment. Um, the other part is like his injury history is like no small deal. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's a really big deal. It for, is for, for that much guaranteed money. You have to take um, a look at a couple things though. Number one, the Ravens themselves admitted the system that they're running is not conducive to having a healthy quarterback. That's yep. why they got rid of Roman. And that's why they got the other guy in. What was his name? I don't fucking remember his name. The guy from Georgia, the offensive coordinator from Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the only time that Lamar sniffed 400 passing attempts, he won the MVP and led the freaking league in passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So can he get it done through the air? Yeah, he can. I think there's a misnomer out there, a narrative being pushed that he can't pass, and that's not the case. Here's a here's a look at his injury history. It's, it's, it's semi-extensive. Um, little injury his freshman year of college, the knee in 2020, the concussion that knocked him out of the playoffs, you remember, 2021. Um, and then early in 2021, week four injury. So it's it's semi-extensive. And and you're right, like there's a way, there's a middle ground, right? Like there's like there's a way to like, all right, we're just gonna totally protect Lamar Jackson. He's gonna stand in the pocket and be your next Derek Carr, which doesn't make sense, it's not a strength. Then there's let's just have him run a fucking option game and have him just use his legs mm-hmm. and risk injuring him every single play. There's a, there's there's a safe middle ground, not a safe middle ground, but there's a middle ground where like he's not a pocket passer, but he plays off of both. Right. I think the critics of his passing underestimate his passing, but I think his biggest fans kind of overestimate just like his pocket passing when you have both threats is when he shines. Right. Like when you lean, yeah. one, when you lean, just run, he gets hurt too much. And so like, that's the delicate balance you got to make. Like if you're down, you know, 10 points in the fourth quarter and Lamar's running all over him. You're like, okay, we're Lamar. You're going to run five times in a row. Like we need this. Like, do you have, mm-hmm. do you have that discipline to say like, we've got Lamar's legs. Are we willing to risk our 250, 230 guaranteed million dollar quarterback on these runs? And that's, and that's tough with the guy with that injury history to say like, we've got this Corvette in the garage, mm-hmm. but can we afford the gas? Well, there's one more point, too, that we're not looking uh, looking into is the Ravens are terrible at keeping their players healthy. They've just I don't know what they're doing or what they're not doing, but they their own players or ex players talk about how poorly they're treated and how they get hurt. Yeah, they're always the most hurt team in the NFL. Like the last few seasons, it was ridiculously bad how bad they were hurt. And, you know, it, they, it you have to take that into account, too. Um, if they're not so, doing or not so, doing something, that's such a weird thing to take into account too. Like I've already labeled the chargers, like unlucky, bad injury. Is that truly bad luck or are they like, not when it's year after year, man, you got to take, you have to take that into account. You know, like trainers like, are just drunk all the time. Like the, well, I mean, what are they doing for prehab? Are they just, are they not doing any prehab whatsoever? Are they just doing rehab? Are, are they allowing them enough time to recuperate? Are the practices, how are the practices? Like, 
They're Who giving knows? their players too much DECA, not enough HGH. I know, right? <laughs> focus on flexibility. Treat, treating him like 1950s each East German powerlifters instead of like 2023 professional athletes. Torazol, you got to watch out with all that. But no, it, it's it, it, you have to take a look at that stuff too, you know, um, because there's a reason why. I mean, the Ravens. I looked at it. The Ravens the last two years had the most injury uh, IR players, mm-hmm. and they're. I mean, probably in the top five the last few years. There's, there's something that's going on there. It's not just, um, you know, bad luck. Um, there's a couple other moving parts that I want to get to. Um, there's constantly the talk, and we see it from a lot of Raiders beat writers, of Mark Davis is just too cash poor to be able to put $250 million of escrow into it. And I don't know the exact rules. I I I, I am naive to this, and I should have researched it more before we did the show, but like I said, been swamped all day. The Raiders are, are going to be evaluated at like $5 billion. You can get a loan. If you are Mark Davis, you can go to a financial institution and get a loan, right? Like I, like, like I have a house worth X number of dollars. Like I can get – let's say like my house isn't worth this much. My house is worth a million dollars. I can go and get a $300,000 loan. Easy tomorrow, literally tomorrow, I can go and get, you know, a third of my home's value right away. You're telling me Mark Davis can't get a quarter of a, you know, a billion dollars, like 10%, not even 10%. What is it? Like 5% of the value of his franchise to put in escrow. Now, is he willing to? That's the difference. That's the big difference. That, well, I think he, that's he can go and he can he can go to a hedge fund guy or whatever. Just he not have to go to a bank. He can go to anybody and say, "Look, give me this money. I'll give you a, a lump payments of this, this, and this, and I'll give you a, a point and a half on my parking for the next twenty years." They'll be like, "Cool." He's got go to he's gotta go to Joe Pesci and have him. Yeah, right. Just a like bunch a of brown hole. paper bags. Dig a hole in the desert. Holy cash! A lot of holes in the desert. Uh, another element to this conversation, um, our homie Rory was getting into this. Uh, JJ Watt is one of, I'm not pointing out JJ Watt specifically, but that's who Rory spoke to or like, you know, tweeted at. JJ Watt tweeted, Why are all these teams so publicly out on Lamar Jackson, an MVP winner in his prime at the most important position in the entire NFL? What am I missing here? And they're all kind of, they're saying without saying it because they're kind of pussies. They're basically alleging collusion of the NFL and ownership to try to keep these giant guaranteed contracts out of football. They don't want to be baseball, right? They don't want to be the NBA. They, like football has the most, you know, players have the least guaranteed money of the, the four major sports, right? So that's kind of what people have been alleging without saying it. And to which Rory responds, like, would you reset the market for guaranteed money on a quarterback? That's this injury prone, two major injuries in the last 22 seasons. I won it despite enormous talent, the fact he's 26, et cetera. So Rory just responded with like this, the, the facts and reality and Raiders specifically. It's no, it's not that I don't think the NFL and owners wouldn't collude to try to keep the power structure how they want. It's the NFL and owners. Clearly they're capable, but I'd like to see evidence of that because Lamar isn't so slam dunk for 250 million guaranteed two first round picks again with the injury issues with his style of play etc 
he isn't this sla- like that slam dunk with the price tag and risk, right? He's he's not. It's not. It's and he's not on a rookie deal, right? Like this whole idea. It's like, well, the only reason every team isn't clamoring to pay this guy two hundred fifty million guaranteed and give away two draft picks is because owner collusion. It's like, okay, maybe, maybe, but a very viable answer as well. Like we don't give a fuck about the ownership player power structure. You and I don't care. We just want the best player. And you and I are both like mm, that much. I mean, I'm listening. I guess I could be talked into it. Like I'm just over this. Like, well, it's clearly collusion. If you don't want Lamar Jackson on your team tomorrow, like really, bro, really? Well, the thing is, is like, you have to look at it from this perspective. It's not your money. You would answer different. All, everyone out there that's saying, yeah, go get them. Get, 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 spend anything you want. It's not your money. If it was your money, you would think different of it. Okay. So the reason, the main reason why there is no, or the, the, the set of reasons why there's no fully guaranteed contracts in the NFL is because the second next highest roster is baseball. And it's like half the roster. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the rosters are huge. You have huge rosters in the NFL and they get hurt more often. So before, if you have everybody, you have all, you know, 58 plus your, you know, practice squad guys and all that shit gone guaranteed contracts and a bunch of them get hurt every year. And then you have to sign another guy to a guarantee, fully guaranteed contract. It's like your, your next thing, you know, you're at a half a billion dollars in guaranteed money or more because the fact that they get hurt and you have to replace them with other people. So is it easy to collude? Of course it is super easy. They have something called an owner's meeting every single year. And they can say it without saying it. Mm-hmm. Man, it would be if if these contracts change, I mean, it's going to be really hard for our bottom line. That's all that has to be said. Because everybody in the room knows what that person means. And everyone knows what the ramifications are of giving somebody a fully guaranteed deal. Are they worth it? No. Anybody who says, yeah, they're worth all the guaranteed money. No, they're not. They're not. Yeah. Because they're, the, the size of the roster, number one, and the fact that the the, the league is so injury prone a, 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 in general. Um, and it's the, you have to like have just a bunch of one-year deals. It'd be the Wild West every single season. Because you, 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 you wouldn't be able to for a long-term deal. And with the salary cap, like it's not like owners are paying more. Like it's just like, all right, I'm paying Lamar this much. I'm paying the defense less, you know, like there's the dead cap stuff and there's like the cash up front, which is part of it. Sure. But with the salary cap, it's like, it's not, it's not like baseball where you're just like, it's just all like, just all coming out of your bottom line. Cause there's no salary cap. Like that's a piece of it. Um, last question. The Raiders sign Lamar Jackson tomorrow for $250 million guaranteed and two first-round picks. How do you feel? <sighs> tough, right? Yeah, it's tough. I, I feel I feel um I feel excited because I think you know one thing that we didn't talk about is the fact that having a quarterback that good. And that dynamic, they're like they're like they're that's he's an eraser, you know. Every single game that um, Lamar played in last year, 
they were they had a lead in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like he wasn't getting his job, like he wasn't getting the job done, you know. Yeah. Um he's he's won an MVP, dude. You you don't that's not a flash in the pan type of thing. That's over 16 games at the time. 25? He's 25? He's 26. 26. He's, he's, he's three months younger than Joe Burrow. Okay. He's younger he's than Joe crazy. Burrow. <laughs> and he's already an MVP. Yeah. So, look, I I understand. Like It's it's tough to say that, wow, I would be super excited or not. I'd be excited for the fact that, yeah, you know, we have a quarterback that is arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league. His skill set's a little bit different, so it's hard to kind of compare him to the other quarterbacks. But, I mean, he led the league in touchdowns. Passing touchdowns one year. That that's if, not a joke. That's not a fluke. If I if I'm given the hypothetical now, I'm like you, or I'm like, it's a lot. We have so many other holes. We need those draft picks. We need that cap space. We're committing to a guy that gets hurt. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But if I if I if I'm honest with myself and I'm honest with you, Soto, which sometimes I am, I'm honest with our listeners. If I'm told tomorrow, like it's a done deal, he's coming. I'm doing backflips. Like I'm not emotionally. Maybe my brain is telling me like, oh, it's going to cost a lot. But like, you know, it's like when you when you buy a brand new Corvette that, all right, you know, it's going to break down. You know, it's so expensive. You're not going to work your ass off. But once you slide in that leather seat, mm-hmm. once you feel those 350 horsepowers, once you drive by the beach and some chicks in bikinis, like can't help but look and think you're rich. Like you forget about all that shit, man, and that's Lamar Jackson. Like that's that's, it is, that's driving a Corvette down PCH. Well, the thing is, like, I think we forget how good he is because he was in a bad situation. Like the offensively, he was in a bad situation, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, he had one one target that was you know to speak of. Um, that injury, that injury just last year for that backfield was. Pff. Oh, dude! I mean, that's got It's not just last year. It's I mean, the last few years they've been injury riddled. So, yeah, man. I mean, I get that our defense isn't what they, he's used to in, in in Baltimore, but we have to build towards that. Is it a good piece to have? Yeah. Are you com- are you committing long term to this? Yeah. Can you know Josh McDaniels figure something out on how to make it? You know how to toe that line, how to how to find that balance. I'm sure he could. I think my brain would still be the same, but my heart couldn't help it. I'd be so stoked. I'd yeah, be I'd, I, I mean, I'd be pumped. We'd be celebrating. Like, honestly, like what, like consequences be damned. Like that's the first time I see him in like the photoshopped silver and black. Shirt, like, you know, like, good. like oh, what's that thump? Hey, RJ, what's that thump at the desk? Oh, nothing. Yeah, man. It, it, oh, nothing. It's, once the season starts and we start winning games, and you see, you know. Lamar throwing for touchdowns or running for touchdowns. We're not. We're going to forget all about the salary. We're going to forget all about the cap. It's all about winning games. So, um, I mean, yeah, I would be excited. I want to think you know. with my brain. I would think with my balls and just be like, hell Perfect. yeah, let's party. Uh, that's the question of the day. Should the Raiders go all out for Lamar Jackson? Let us know in the comment section. Very curious what Raider Nation thinks about this. Let us know. Um how did you watch this Harvester Park podcast with David Carr? Was it just like vicious hate watching? Were you like sweating and angry? Were you like beating off at how mad you are because you love hating the car so much? Like, what was it like? Because 
all again, all honesty, like I'm totally half-assing this podcast. Worked all day long. I didn't have a chance to watch it. I didn't have 48 minutes to watch the Harvester pod, podcast. Um, but you did. You did the Lord's work, both literally and figuratively, and watched all 48 minutes. I watched it twice. Holy moly, really? I watched it the first time. I mean, I didn't watch it fully twice because I knew after about the 25-minute mark there was nothing of value. Uh-huh. They were talking about other bullshit. Um I mean, they, th- they talked a little bit about Lamar and stuff like that, but I mean, nothing that was really pertinent to the the Raiders at the yeah. time. Um, but there was some value out of it because I think yeah. getting getting I, I David, mean, the first time getting I watched David it was, Carr's opinion on on some of these things, I think, is pertinent. Well, I mean, he 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 even said he he didn't talk like it was his opinion when he gave his opinion on something. He made sure to stop and say, "Hey, this is just my opinion." Everything else was, like we, I said we, last we. time, Camp Car. Everything else, like I said on Monday, was Camp Car. Mm-hmm. So um, I watched the first time just to kind of listen to it and watch it and say, okay, there's a couple things that I can, you know, there's some, what, what can I pull from? If it was just Gaga and I mean, we, we can get anything from it, then why even sit there and mark times and shit like that? It is How many times did you give the double bird to your laptop at David Carr when he said something? I wasn't that, really that angry. Listening really? to it because a lot of the stuff that I heard, I knew already. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like it was anything that was, uh, you know, a big surprise. I mean, I was more like, I, I was like, it, it was like annoyance and like vindication. Like, okay, I knew that. No one wanted to believe me, or pe- a lot of people didn't want to believe me, but I said XYZ and he just confirmed XYZ. All right, whatever. I kind of, I mean, I had common sense and I kind of figured it out, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What were your biggest takeaways? First one was that whole, you know, trade scenario thing was, like I said, it was a dog and pony show. It was all for show. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr, Camp Carr, no intention of ever getting traded. Even when New Orleans offered the trade package to the Raiders to talk to Carr, Carr was never going to allow himself to be traded. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, that was kind of a, a thing that I, I kind of figured it, it wasn't like a, Wink, wink, nod, don with the Saints. The Saints were going to trade for him, but Carr said no. Mm-hmm. Um, they talked about did he, it. Did well, he say you know, why? Did he say like to get back in him, or he just wanted to test free agency? No, they, he didn't. Even, they didn't even talk about testing free agency. Like he, he, that was the spot from the beginning. That was the place. I think meeting with meeting with the Panthers and meeting with the Jets uh, was like him doing his due diligence. But he always wanted to go to the Saints. Uh, he talked about a lot about Sala, about how he was very impressed with Sala and what they're doing in New York. Mm-hmm. And he even, uh, Der- uh, David even said how Derek would text him, like, dude, he's making it really hard. Yeah. Like, m- meaning, I mean, the, the, the Saints are the destination, but he's making it a really hard decision. But when the I, Saints when were I, always the destination. Like, when you think about it, like, you know, put yourself in car shoes. You're like, I've only been in one NFL organization, I've been in the NFL nine years, I only know one organization never been anywhere else. I've only been in visiting locker rooms and to be like, here's how the jets work. Here's how the saints work. Here's how the Panthers work. It's like, that's just good. That just seems like smart kind of homework, you know? Like I know you're like, and maybe it is just pure, uh, just him just wanting to get back at the Raiders. It's like, no, I don't want you guys to get anything. I, I, no, no, no. I think, I think you're confusing the issue here. Him being a free agent. That was from day one, he was never going to allow himself to be traded. Yeah. The fact that he went to visit other teams was after he was already cut. Okay. So 
Cause like, I, w- I would love, you know, like in, like in my line of work, right? Like I'm a 15 year radio host. I would love to go to some AM sports radio station in New York and just like, see what they do. How do you guys work? What's, what's your show prep? Like, you know what I mean? Like I would mm-hmm. like, as my occupation, I would love to go to another place and see how they do it. So maybe like, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but if I'm Derek Carr and I've only known one organization and let's be frank, it hurts me to say it. Like it's, been pretty dysfunctional the Raiders organization for the time he's been there and to be like how do the Panthers work how do the Jets work mm-hmm. like I'd be really intrigued on that even if I'm just like eh I want to go to the Saints but give me the tour give me give me the free tour let's have a steak after yeah he, it, the whole thing was a dog and pony show basically um okay. what the, else uh, they, they they did touch on um why he wouldn't get traded and they uh all three of them it was so basically it's the the podcast is david carr's son and his friend do the harvester podcast and then david went on so it was a real hot seat podcast oh god it was 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 just a a fucking jerk fest dude so um they're like oh oh, well uh you you go real gotcha journalism yeah, you, you go from silver and black to silver and gold. E- even better uniforms. I like them even better. Like, oh, get the mm-hmm. fuck out of here. So then they were saying they made sure to, like, kill the lead in the very beginning. Like, everyone wants to say that he didn't do it out of spite. And no, no, no. Like, why would you want to give, uh, you know, why would you want to have your, your team take away resources from you and blah, blah, blah. Kind of like what you were saying. But it's like kind of like if you had it from the very beginning that you weren't going to get traded no matter what. It, it it still defeats the purpose of a no trade clause, but anyway, that was the that was the first take. The second one was how hard the Saints went after Derek Carr. Yeah. The 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 you know from when the time they were allowed to talk to him, and probably even before I'm not, they didn't say that, but I mean probably configure that that coaches, players every single day, texting them, calling them, telling them, hey you know. This is what we want to do. This this is this is part of Carmichael's office that you're gonna really love. It's a lot like Gruden's and blah 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 and this and that. And even when he was in New York talking to the Jets, and there was they, they hinted at a couple of other teams that he talked to, but they wouldn't say who they were. Mm-hmm. And um, he said that even when he went to New York, uh, Derek said that they were calling him every day, texting him every single day, um, multiple people from the team, offense and defensive side, that they were trying to get him onto on the team and and. That he was, uh, he wanted to be wanted. Like I said, he wanted to be wanted, and that was one of the big things. Is he he could have gone to the Jets, but the Jets were like, well, you know, he didn't want to be. A we choice. really want Aaron Rodgers, yeah. but we'd love, we didn't want to be. We'd, a like choice. To, we'd like to have you. We'd love to have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he he wanted to be uh, a choice. He wanted to be the choice. Yeah, and he wanted to. He he didn't want to go to the Jets because he wasn't the choice. He didn't want to be in the AFC anymore because there's too many good quarterbacks, too many good teams. He wanted to be in the NFC because it's an easier conference, and he wanted to go to the NFC South specifically because it's an easier conference. conference. It's the worst conference there. Now, you you know how football goes. You can turn around in one year. Who knows, right? But from from the outside looking in, it's the worst. That's what he wants. He said that they used the whole uh, Tom Brady – uh, model like he went to the NFC South because he learned from Belichick the easiest way to get to the Super Bowl is to win your division. Hopefully, you get a bye, or if not, you get you know one or maybe two 
home games in the playoffs. But that's what he's looking for. He's looking for an easy path to a Super Bowl, an easy an easy path, which is kind of like what I said too. He's a beta move. He he's trying to he's, he's trying to get me take the easiest part, way. So Tom Tom Brady's a beta too. I mean, like well, yeah. I mean, you're going to a worse roster in, in, in with the Saints. Okay, you're going to a team that has a much worse cap situation than the Saints. Or maybe in in the Saints than the Jets, but you don't want to go to the Jets because specifically he said. I don't want to play Josh Allen every year. I don't want to play Bill Belichick twice a year. I don't want to play the freaking Dolphins twice a year. Exactly yeah. what he said. He wants to get out of the hard division. He wants to get out of the hard conference. He wants to go to the easiest mode possible. And it makes it makes more and more and more sense the more I digest this on why the Saints wanted him so bad. Because my my thought was like, like the Saints, like once they once they cut Jameis, like they're back in cap hell. The the rosters like the defense is good still like, but getting old almost very good but old, um, offense just a, maybe two weapons left like not great it's like well why are they trying so hard it's like well because their division blows yeah, like you're not good like like decent to you know pretty good quarterback away from being big favorites like they are they are massive favorites when the NFC South and like you mentioned it's like. You get home field advantage in the playoffs, like anything can happen, right? Like just, yeah. just like it's like the like the poker analogy, just a chip in a chair. If you're at the table, like anything can happen. And so it's like, okay, I get why the Saints, because like if the if the Saints were in the AFC West or the AFC North, they'd be in full rebuild. Oh, yeah. Kamara's getting the situation they're in. Situation. The division's too tough. It's like we got to start over. We got to find a franchise quarterback. We got to get rid of the old expensive players. We got to get young. We got to get fat. like, but because you're the NFC South, you're not in this like win now, throw everything at the mode, but you're you're in a win now mode because you're in yeah. the NFC South. So like because so many other I've I heard so many other media members like, why are they why are the Saints making a move like they're gonna be back in, uh, in in uh, cap space hell. But it's like, well, because they they can. They're they're they really truly are a Derek Carr away from should be winning the division, and God knows what happens there. It's like, yeah, you just think they need to get in, and if you have home field, I understood. Yeah. I definitely understood why Carr wanted to go there. I was like, why did the Saints make such a strong offer? Well, because they can do well, it. I mean, my big thing is is that's a, a whole. I, I don't want to play good teams in a good division mentality versus the mentality that let's say a Joe Burrow has saying my entire career is my play, my Super Bowl window. The mentality is different. Well, he has no choice. Of course he's going to say that. He's in that division. Dude, you, that, that's what you always say. Oh, he has no choice. Of course, dude. But he said it. Who else says that? He's People really, in that division? People really admitted that, that I went to the easiest place I could. So, okay. Carr had said three. before, like, I want to play the best. I want to beat the best, too. Sure, he said a lot of things. He said he, he never played for that, anyone but the Raiders, too, but he's full he of shit. Because he was in that situation. You he's know what I mean? Full of shit. Like, because he's full of shit. I think, I think you say, just, I think you're, you're dude, stuck where you are. I don't believe, I don't, I think if Joe Burrow could, you really believe that if Joe Burrow could, could choose to play in the NFC South, he'd say, no, I want to be in the AFC. I want to play the hardest. That's game. not the choice he had. That's, what I'm, that's my point. He doesn't have a choice. So, of course, no, he's going to be like, saying, of course, you want to be here. You know, but you're you're saying, like, if he had a, if he can freaking do that and then he could play the NFC, in the NFC South, he wouldn't do it. I think he's fine where he is. I don't think he he thinks about that. I don't think he cares about that. I think every competitive person wants every advantage possible, and that's an advantage, is being in a division that you can rule. 
anyway, we'll have the, we'll have this argument for another hundred hours. What uh, what else did Sweet Hair David say? Uh, How did his hair look? Better than he's normal. Wearing hat. He's wearing a hat. Uh, you know what it is? He wasn't on. He wasn't at the uh, NFL sad. network. Well, he, he wasn't, wasn't at sad. the NFL network studio with make, hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, cool. oh, I'm on a regular podcast. I can't let the hair stand by itself without a pro. Yeah. So the next the next topic, the mix main topic was what should the Raiders do moving forward? Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing, having intimate knowledge of the coaching staff, of the organization, and of the team, and everything. And he said uh, that the Raiders should go young with a young mobile quarterback. He named Levis and Richardson specifically. Just the way that uh, Josh McDaniel's system works, he works well with young quarterbacks. The main, the reason why, and he named a lot of young quarterbacks that he's worked with in the past. Um, the reason why his young quarterbacks have so much success is he tells you where to go with the ball. Like he tells you your progressions, right? Um, we talked about it a little bit earlier. But one of the reasons why uh, Derek, like he, he, the Joshua Daniel system doesn't need a, a heady veteran quarterback to run the system well. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's not like a, a Gruda thing or like they were saying, like a Carmichael thing where it's, okay, you have all the plays at your disposal from the package of personnel that you have on the field, get us into the right play. Mm-hmm. So just completely change the play if you want to, right? With Joshua Daniels, is you have, you know, for example, two pass plays, two run plays. There you go. Mm-hmm. That these out of these four plays, you pick the right play, basically. And then in those plays, you have specific progression of what to do. It's a little bit different, but he said specifically, he said that Joshua Daniels is looking for basically a jugs machine at quarterback. Somebody who's mobile, someone who you can take advantage of his skill set, more dynamic, right? And once like, he likes those dynamic quarterbacks, but he's going to tell you where to go with the ball. And if it's not there, that's why you're dynamic. That's why you can make something happen, right? But he's going to tell you where to go with the ball. Uh, so that's why young quarterbacks do well in his system uh, because they don't know any different. They don't have to unlearn things, but he's tell, he tells you where to go with the ball. He said so. Derek said that he is an offensive genius. This is going into the next one. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Sure. About the young quarterback. Do it. So no, that was that was it for that. The, the young quarterback is he needs. He thinks we should go young with a rookie. So he didn't say that he can control him, but that he can he can indoctrinate him into his system. It's a clean slate ish. Well, yeah, because like the thing is, you get somebody from an who's used to something else. You have to unlearn that. And then relearn while you're re- while you're learning something different. When you're yeah. a rookie coming in, that's all you know. And if you're talented and you're dynamic, yeah, you can do really well. It's like you've spent your entire life going to eighteen and over strip clubs that are bottomless with no booze, and then you start going to the ones that are just topless but there is booze. Completely different. You have to unlearn what you've learned. Yes. Okay. The next one. Don't shit at my analogy. Uh, I I, didn't, I just moved right on. Okay. Uh, they said that uh, JMD is a, a genius offensive. Like they really liked his offensive mind, mm-hmm. and they compared him to Shanahan in the 49ers, where doesn't matter what quarterback. Like you, you have a good team. You put a, another quarterback, a backup quarterback this year. Put Brock Purdy in there, and he's winning you ball games, right? And what they're saying is they just want to get their playmakers the ball in space. That's what they want to do. So that's yeah. what their offensive scheme does is to get their playmakers the ball in space. Um, and if you can run the system, you can be successful. 
And um, Jared Stidham showed it last year when he got in there offensively. I mean, is he is he as physically talented as Derek Carr? No, I don't think he is. Um, but he knew how to work the system. The system looked a lot different yeah. than when he ran it just because he's used to it. He doesn't have to unlearn things. Then this throws everything in the face of the working theory that Josh McDaniels wants a guy that knows the system. Like when we did our who we think is going to be the next quarterback, it's Jimmy Garoppolo was one because he knows the system. Jared Stidham, two, because he knows the system. We had randoms in there because they know the system. I guess that's not true. The system. He'll teach you the system. Now, Stidham is still in play because he's he's cheap. He'd come cheap, and he trusts him. He trusts mm-hmm. Stidham to be able to run the offense, and he's mm-hmm. cheap. So you can use that money elsewhere, right? Um, After hearing that, do you still think Jimmy Garoppolo is most likely to be the week one starter? No. Okay. I think it's going to be – Do you believe David? You believe, like, everything you said about JMD and well, – He has no reason to lie about it now. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying he's like intentionally being deceptive. But well, I'm saying that he has no reason to. I don't look at what people say. I look at what people say compared to what they're incentivized to say. Yeah, I'm not. Again, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm going more off of like you believe his read on the system in JMD, like his. Analysis. Well, yeah, because I mean, who 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 did Derek Carr bounce off all his shit with? His brother. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's the one that he goes to for advice. He's the one that go he goes to for counsel. So after he knows – what's that? After God. After God, of course. Mm-hmm. But in that's – he knows the system. And he even said, I know I know the system intimately. I know how the, this all works. Mm-hmm. And that is what he's looking for. It's like you're not using the tools that Derek Carr has accumulated over the years because you're not asked to do any of that stuff. You're asked mm-hmm. to just go, go where the offense is designed to go and the offense is designed a specific way to if you do that, it'll work. But um, yeah, I mean, now I think it's if 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 the rookie quarterback that we do get, if we do get one, if he's somewhat decent, he might start day one. Yeah, you know, uh, it'll be a very vanilla version of the offense. But I don't know, man. I, from what hearing David talk, it's a it's a good possibility. Um, the last thing that popped out to me and it's about verbiage. It's about the words that you choose, right? Mm-hmm. If, if a player is injured and, 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 and you want them to bounce back, right. And you're talking to somebody like, yeah, hopefully so-and-so can X. What would you say? Like he, they can bounce back, healthy. bounce back. They, they, they can get healthy again. They can stay healthy this year. Like that's what you say, right? If that's the issue, them being injured, he talked about Darren Waller. Um, before he talked about what the Raiders should do in the future, he said, well, why would I help the Raiders? They just cut my brother. And he's like, well, no, no, I love Tay. I want him to do well. And and he said, hopefully Waller can get back to being himself. It's something that you and I talked about last week off air, that you think that maybe he went back to rehab. I don't want to spread rumors, but I don't know, man. Because if he said that about any other player without that history, we'd probably brush it off and just be like, yeah, yeah he had, had an off year. But knowing Waller's history and how fucking weird this last season was, like he's hurt. It's his back. No, it's his hamstring. No, he's back. No, he's not back. I have a new head tattoo. 
I'm injured, but I'm dropping this new album. It's like Crosby calling him out without using his name. So this is a perfect segue, Soto. Thank um, you. Because this last weekend was a happy day in Las Vegas. Max Crosby, Darren Waller both got married. Not to each other. Crosby to his longtime girlfriend. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Now there's anything wrong with that. Is that legal, Nevada? I think so. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe. Um, But they both got married. So congratulations to the Wallers and the Crosbys. Uh, Waller married a uh, WNBA star on the Aces. Very popular star. Very popular star, right? Um, And uh, so he's living the like, all right, I'm a superstar. You're a superstar. We're both athletes in Vegas. Let's get hitched. And Max Crosby did the, I'm marrying the one that stuck with me. Through my rock. My rock. We have a kid together. All his down parts, she was there, right? So they went different ways with it. And, you know, whichever way you want to go, you, you want to go. But this is what's so freaking weird. And it's weird we didn't even get into it last week. Think about that for a minute. You and your teammate. And not just, it wasn't like Max Crosby and Alex Bars got married on Saturday. It was your two highest paid players. Your two guys with the two biggest contracts. Two, two of your highest, yeah. Two pro bowlers. And you both got married on the exact same day. Like you're forcing your teammates, coaches, friends, trainers, like you're forcing them to be like, which wedding am I going to? That's really weird. That's really fucking weird. I don't know, man. Something tells me with the money these guys have floating around, they maybe could have found a a different day, a different venue, you know? Yeah, dude. It's not like they both like could only afford to do it on that day. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, a, man. That's just really civilians getting married. These are guys with, with means, you know? Like it's if you just, if you have a mar- if you have a wedding venue and it's like, oh, it's booked, and you're like, I'm Max fucking Crosby. They're like, oh, sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. You're getting kicked out for the Crosbys. Yeah, something happened. We need to make sure that we figure this out for you. But, I mean, I, I almost felt kind of bad talking about Darren Waller that way, but it's, I'm sure that it's been on some of yours' minds, and I just wanted to, like, bring it up just to let you know that other people may be thinking the same thing. And and the verbiage that, that David – David Carr came across much more relatable, much more tolerable here than – on TV, I think on TV he played it up very like a lot. That whole camp car pushing a narrative type thing. I think this one was like it all fell into place. Everything happened the way we wanted it to happen. Okay, now I don't have an, that much of a narrative to push. The yeah. big narrative was how great the Saints are and all how great they've always been and all this other shit. But um, the way he said it, man, Waller being back, you know, back to being himself. I don't know. I, it just it just struck me. It kind of hit me. There's been little pieces of evidence that makes me feel like something's wrong with Waller that I never felt there was enough there until this last weekend. And it's weird that well, you put it all together, it's like, yeah, there's a yeah, little thing like, there, but like all those little things come become a big thing. I don't want to sound like super TMZ, but dude, you don't get married on the same day as your boy. Now, the little like insider information I do have, Max Crosby had this wedding planned months ago a long time you've been talking about it forever the date's been planned yeah waller did it after now whether it was intentional or i don't care 
I'm not, it's, it's one of three things. Either did it intentionally because he's pissed at Max or whatever's happening. Um, didn't care. Like I'm, I want this date and I'm indifferent to when Max is, is, or he had no clue, which is telling in and of itself. Like, how do you not like we both, we're, we've both been married. Like you put out wedding invitations 60 days ahead of time. You talk about it with your, like you're going over dates. Like, I know it's not something that maybe all boys are constantly talking about, but like if you're friends, that date comes up. That date comes up and for Waller to say like, yeah, one, uh, clearly I'm not going to your wedding and clearly you're not going to mine. And two, Hey, rest of the Raiders staff and family, you guys have to pick now. You guys have to pick. that's some like Vanderpump rules, TMZ shit. Yeah. It's, it's just a, it's a, it's a salty freaking look is what it is. Um, I mean, he's a citizen, right? He's a reason why he has to get married right away. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, what? And why is this all relevant? <clears throat> it sounds like there's problems in the locker room. That that was the strongest strength of the team two seasons ago. It was a rock solid locker room. And now, whether you know whether it was because of leadership, whether it was because of Basaccia, whether for whatever reason, luck, like it was a rock. The shit that lock, the shit that locker room went through with. Gruden and rugs and all that shit, right? Like coming back, losing all those in a row, winning four in a row. Like that was a locker room that was bound together by like adamantium. And now this is happening. And it feels like Waller is a big part of the problem. I'm biting it my does. Head it does. And, and I, I think Waller is, I think Waller is indicative of what, the, the, there's there there's a I think there's a divide in that locker room. There's a divide in the locker room where I don't like the way things are now. I don't like this attention to detail type of thing. I don't like being held to this standard every single day, every single time. And there's people that don't like it. You know, there's people that do. There's people that don't. There's people that recognize. I'm not saying that it's the right way or it's the wrong way. But it's, it's the way that it is now mm -hmm. is show up, do your job, know your shit. Don't fuck up. Yeah. And if you do fuck up, you're going to hear about it. And we're not only going to hear about it, but we're going to correct it. Because honestly, that's what I do, too. When I when when let's say, for example, at work, someone does something wrong. I'll go up to them. I'll show them that it's wrong and I'll show them how to do it right every single time. Because, I mean, how often do you talk to people and they just don't listen to you or they forget or they, oh, yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. At home, 100% of the time. Exactly. So that's the saying. It's, you know, that's what coaching is. It's correction. It's instruction. And some people can handle a, a, the specific type that's happening right now, and some people can't. And I think that maybe maybe Darren Waller is in that camp that's not taking to it as well from what I've heard. Um you and know. because and because of his you know addiction issues, anytime someone kind of retreats emotionally, it comes with graver potential consequences than most others, right? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the balance with an addict is is much different. Um, and if anyone knows about that, it's Max, right? Because he deals with the exact same, exact same issues. Yeah. And we all remember this tweet. From Mad Max. Um, how long ago was this? This was 
March 2nd. This was less than a week ago. Mad Max tweets, jealousy can hide in compliments. Envy can hide in support and hate can hide in love. So just because they're giving it to you doesn't mean they have it for you. Learn to trust people's energy and not their words. Now, I, I don't know how much clear we can fucking make it. Well, I fucking hate how cryptic NFL players are. Like, either say what you're talking about or don't. You can't. Like, it's a lock. It's the locker room etiquette. You can't do well, that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Then don't say anything, right? Like, this is weird, like, cryptic. It's Come on. You love it, RJ. It's frustrating. You love this it, is, though. This is more – this is – emotional venting for Max Crosby as opposed to like trying to deliver a message. I feel like, so maybe there's, maybe it's therapeutic for him to kind of like get this off his chest. But at the time we're like, what? Six days later, I'm like, I'm 82% sure that's he's talking about Darren Waller. Yeah. And then you hear some of his comments during the season about people not buying in and people not being here for the right reasons. And People, you know, Derek Carr saying that what what most of us do to just to practice, mm -hmm. and then you see Waller. Maybe yeah, why is he still out? And uh, you never know, man. It's not something I thought we'd have to follow intensely this next season. But where the fuck is Darren Waller's head? As the it, world turns, it's a, it's under a freaking tattoo needle is where it is. It's a it's a God. I hope not, man. But you might be right. Uh, you want to do some Raiders news? Sure. Uh, we all heard the news. Josh Jacob franchise tacked. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all pretty sure that was happening. Yep. Um, Tyler Dragon makes a uh, good point. The baby the tag. Game. The baby tag. By the way, baby tag. Baby tag. No one's going to give us two first. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah. The Raiders and Josh Jacobs are hopeful they can reach a long-term agreement before the July seventeenth deadline. Per league sources, there's optimism on both sides. So, for those of you still hoping that Josh Jacobs stays with the Raiders long-term, um. There's still hope. Just the franchise tag doesn't mean that that can't be the case. But as I scroll down two replies down, I see this. And if you can't see it, if you're on the podcast, it's a it's a list, it's a spreadsheet, Super Bowl winning leading rusher plus base salary since 2009. So basically the team that won the Super Bowl, the player who was the leading rusher on that team, and their base salary. There's only three teams that paid their leading rusher more than $2 million. The Buccaneers in 2020 with Leonard Fournette, the Seahawks with Percy Harvin in 2013, and the Ravens with Ray Rice in 2012. Only two other teams paid their running back more than a million dollars. Giants and Ahmad Bradshaw and the Chiefs with Damian Williams. Everyone else. Isaiah Pacheco, 870. Cam Akers, 890. Sony Michelle, 480. CJ Anderson, 585. James Starks, 320. Pierre Thomas, 460. So, Soto, we're going to be paying Josh Jacobs at least $10 million next season. What does this tell you? I've been saying it from the beginning, man. You don't pay running backs. You have a system, and you you fit the running back into the system. My um, so my like statistical brain. I was I took statistics, and I didn't go the calculus route. Went to the stats route, and I'm glad I did. It's a thousand times more applicable in life. The stats brain in me is saying, okay, um, well, really, let's 
what's the difference? Like, what's the difference between a one million dollar running back and a ten million? What can you do with that nine million? Is that is that nine million dollars you're saving really the difference between winning the Super Bowl or not? Like, that's you know, that's that's kind of how my math brain looks at it. And so I think you know, probably not in most instances is a Super Bowl is a team nine million you know nine million dollar player away from doing that. But a this is. 13 years of evidence that's starting to stack up. And two, it might also just be less that direct philosophy and more roster building philosophy, like a microcosm of a roster building philosophy in general, where you put your resources. So um, I'd have to go back. This would be an interesting, if, if anyone's like a good statistician who's listening to this and wants to do this as homework and wants to make a name for themselves, I'd love to go back at the last, you know, Super Bowl winning teams from 2009 on and see exactly the breakdown of their roster. Like, did they spend, because these are some big, expensive quarterbacks, right? Chiefs, Rams, Bucks, Chiefs, Pats. Bro, Pats. Look, look, like, look at this. Let's, let's go from 2009 up. Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. The Ravens didn't have a Hall of Famer on offense, but goddamn, do they have like five of them on defense? Yep. Okay. Uh, again, Seahawks a defense. The Seahawks are full Hall of Famers on defense. Patriots Hall of Fame quarterback. Game. Hall of Fame quarterback. Hall of Fame quarterback. The Eagles is the only outlier. Yep. There has to be an outlier, and that's the Eagles. Hall of Fame quarterback. Hall of Fame quarterback. Hall of Fame quarterback. Hall of Famers on the defense, and probably one of the best, the best player we've seen in the last twenty years in Aaron Donald. Hall of Fame quarterback. There's basically I don't understand how people can say just get a guy. So and so has done it. Yeah, you can kick a fucking football. You can kick a basketball from half court because it's difficult to do. Make it from half court. You can kick it. Nick can go in every once in a while, but shooting it, although it's harder, it's a lot more probable if you have a top flight end quarterback. That's why I don't get people start to argue with me, dude. My cousin who played football, who played quarterback, who was an offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, wants to argue with me, you should build a team around the quarterback. Don't even worry about a quarterback. I'm like, excuse me? Look at the Jets. Look at all these teams that have that are clamoring for quarterback. Look at the Saints. They yeah. want they need a quarterback. You need to, if you want to win, okay, if you get to the if you get to the, the Super Bowl, can any quarterback win the Super Bowl? Yes. It's one game, right? It's different from baseball or, or basketball where it's okay. The best team usually wins because it's a longer series. It's one game. Who's hot? Who makes it happen when 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 when, when you know the rubber meets the road, right? Mm -hmm. It's getting to the Super Bowl. That's the hard part is getting there. And these guys are going there multiple times. I would say even above Hall of Fame quarterback because like Stafford probably not Hall of Fame quarterback. He's damn near close. Um, Eli Manning only Hall of Fame because his last name, like he has a 500 record. You know what I mean? Derek Carr is better than Eli Manning almost every single passing metric. It's right. He's only going to Super Bowl because of his last name. Um, but all these teams, all these 13 teams, at least, at least top 10 defense, most of them top five as well. So, yeah, you're right. All these great quarterbacks, almost every one of them Hall of Fame or Hall of Fame adjacent-ish quarterback minus like two, two and a half spots. Every one of them top 10 defense, usually top five. So well, it's like the Chiefs did it. Chiefs were, uh, Chiefs are up there. They're above average, right? 
Like again, top- you said to all of them top ten. You got to be, you know, let's not let's not push I a think- false narrative here. Wait, 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 wait. I th- I could I think they were cl- I th- they might have been top ten. Well, let's take a look. Let's take a look. If we're gonna if we're gonna push a narrative here, let's make sure we're pushing the right one. Okay. NFL. To, the, to 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 my greater point, right? I feel like top five, top ten defense. Also, you basically have to have to win. You more you basically have to have Hall of Fame or Hall of Fame adjacent quarterback in a top ten defense. You know, you don't have to have clearly a ten million dollar running back. Clearly, <laughs> that is that has clearly been pointed out, and it hurts my soul. It hurts my heart to say Josh Jacobs. We know you poured your heart and soul into last season. We know you had 900 yards after contact, the hardest yards in football, but we don't need your services for that price tag. It's It, it hurts, but that's the reality. All right. Um, uh, let's see. Points per game. What is it? Oh, this is playoffs. Regular what, season. While, while you're looking that up. Um, we were talking about getting Lamar Jackson to the Raiders. We 16. have one sixty middle. Just, yeah, average, average defense. Okay. So so one, right? One of them, average. I think it's in line with Hall of Famer, right? Because there are what two and a half non-Hall of Famers. So there's probably, I'm guessing, two and a half non-top ten defenses. You basically have basically you need a Hall of Fame quarterback and a top ten defense. When the Saints won, when the Saints won in 09, when the Saints won in 09, they were the 27th ranked defense. Oh shit! Real? Oh, that's right. Come on, bro. Let's let let's see. Right. Let's see. let's test that. Put put that list back up. Hold on. Let's do it. So that's already two right there. That weren't even close to top right. ten. I don't have. I'm not on my uh, big monitor, so it's a pain in the ass. Okay. Okay, Do so we have time to go through all of them? Packers. Okay, Packers in 2010. Giants 2011 defense. Packers were the seventh-ranked defense. Okay. Uh, going points per game. What really matters? Fuck yards. Points per game. Dude, the Giants, 25th. 2011, the only team. That was – and also, like – it was a nine and seven team, the only team ever, right? That's a unique one because they were a bad team. That no, just, wait, it's happened. It's not that unique. Not, you have one that's twenty five or up. You have two of them already. Ravens in twenty twelve. Do we even need to look up? <laughs> Ravens in twenty twelve. Uh, they were three. They were three. Do you want to bother looking up twenty thirteen Seahawks? Let's just see where they were. Okay, I'll look not, up. Because uh, so far we only have one top five defense. Twenty twenty fourteen Pats. Okay, 2013 Seahawks were number one. So we have, okay. 2014 uh, New England Patriots. Yard 10. Just right in 10. Right there at 10, yep. So top 10, so that one counts. 2015, you do 2015 Broncos, I'll do 2016 Pats. 2016 Pats. Oh, God, you're making me work for this one. Uh, Broncos in 15? Uh, they were 16th in the league. Pats were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth, top 10. All right. So it's about 50, 50, maybe even a little bit less than 50, 50. No top 10, bro. 
Four, four top top 10? 10? We, had, we had three top 10 and everyone else was not top 10. So, who was, who was top 10? Uh, Ravens, Seahawks, Pats, Pats, Bronco. That's five. Broncos were. I just told you the Broncos were. The Broncos were 16. Okay. Okay. Broncos 16. Pats, Pats, or Eagles. 2017 Eagles. Probably really high. 2017 Eagles defensive ranking. Oh, shit. Four. Jesus. Well, that's in yards. What were they in points? Oof. No, they were 12, bro. 12 outside the top 10. Outside of that. So it's more, you, you, you yeah. is blowing this out of the water, dude. Which, yeah. who's, who's 18? Patriots? Oh, they're going to be top 10. 2019. There are five. Jeez. I'll, I'll do 2020. Fourteen. I'll do twenty twenty one. Who's twenty twenty? Bucks. Yeah, they're probably really high. Uh. Whoa, shit. Where are they? Oh wait. Second. <laughs> two Rams were two. Twenty ninth, dude. What the hell? In twenty twenty. Rams were two. Twenty ninth. That's what it says. Look for it yourself. Points per game. Points per game. I want to also look at uh, like which ones like came up big during the the during the um, bro. That, that's different because like no, no, it is. You're right. You're hundred percent. You're hundred. Oh so, yeah. So you look. I, I I told you the last time. I told you the last show, not the last one that we did about the live one. The last show, the NFL is moving, and I think what fourteen years is a good, you know, thirteen years is a good sample size. You're, if you can get an average D, and you don't even need an average defense, but if you can get an opportunistic defense, mm-hmm. and you have a tits quarterback, you have a chance to win. Yeah, I, I uh, and I think D, I think in most of these cases the defense has stepped up in the playoffs, which is not the same, right? Definitely not no. the same. But um, but yeah, man, Qu- that's crazy. Yeah. Don't, don't pay a running back, pay a quarterback. Pay a quarterback, yeah. and you know, you know. This is what I said about the defense. We need players. Don't go for the freaking middle of the road guys. Don't don't pay these Littletons and Kwiatkowskis and all these guys. You get the studs and the duds. You get the freaking high end guys, and you fill your roster. That's what you do. The problem is the high end guys rarely appear. You have to draft them. And the or you can get them if you want them. You just got to go get them. Um. We have a uh, a guy recruiting for us for Lamar Jackson. Oh Jesus! Yeah, OJ Simpson. Lamar, hey man, come on out here to Las Vegas. It's a little cold right now, but you know it's about to get really nice. Uh, brand new stadium, star wide receiver, and hey, some of the greatest restaurants you'll ever find anywhere. Great nightlife. <laughs> come on, Lamar. Come to Las Vegas. Be a Raider, buddy. Bro, that's well, uh, Might as well sign him now. Buy your Lamar Jackson uh, Raiders jersey now. OJ Simpson. Oh, my God, dude. I edited out the part where he said, hey, Lamar Jackson, take a stab at J- Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. I didn't oh, think it was really, really applicable here. That was that was a, a killer recruiting video. He had like the fucking like – Towel as a do rag, like the hat, like chilling by the pool. Oh god, dude! Did Simpson? 
OJ Simpson. Yeah, not recruiting for the Bills, recruiting for the Raiders. He, 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 dude, he's all his tax figure probably he's got to live in Vegas. I would, I would give my left nutsack if Lamar Jackson comes to the Raiders and in his first presser, he's like, you know, I was on the fence, I wasn't really sure. But then OJ Simpson put out this video and mark it down. RJ said it. It really let me know. You better lose a nut. I need to be, I need to be, um, I need to get snipped anyway. This be my excuse. Right. What, what, what better reason? Sorry, babe, we can't have any more kids. I made a Lamar Jackson OJ with Soto. <laughs> Am I being a jerk for enforcing it? I mean, I didn't ask you. No. But I feel like I had to say it. Um, we only have one. What up, windbag? Eyeball. But we only needed one. Windbag, windbag questions are like like testicles. If you got a good one, you only need one. <laughs> if they're like testicles, we normally have three, but sometimes we only need one. Exactly. What movie was it when the guy like gets hit in the nuts and he's like, "Oh, oh God, oh God, hold on, one." Two, three. Okay, we're right, good. They're all there. Okay, we're all there. Was that, was that, that a, a, a police movie? I honestly don't even know. Hopefully, someone can tell me. Yeah. Uh, JXFET, both of you are the same. RJ with DC, Soda with McZiegler, zero positives besides trade for DA. DC, zero positives besides good leadership. You guys are the same story, just flipped. So basically all of our what up windbags from last two shows true. have been that <laughs> it's been more or less one version of that, either like hard my way, hard Soto or exactly that. So it's like, why would you need three what up windbags? That was every single one of them. Yeah. You know, I, I said it, I said it a, a couple of shows ago, but the problem with this show is it didn't coincide with me when I was in my car stage. I was on board the car train until his second late season collapse. The first one was in 2017. In 2019, I'm like, dude, we've seen the story again. Another late season collapse. I'm out. We didn't start the podcast till 2020. So 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and half of 19, I was all on board the car train. And that's why... I think maybe I get a lot of hate for being like a hypocrite or whatever for, oh, yeah, being very patient with JMD and Mick Ziegler, but wanting car out. Yeah, I didn't want car out like before he even played a game, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it took me six plus or five plus years. It's like any other relationship in that like we've had the same conversation over and over and it's just polarized us. It's like when you have a roommate and you've had a roommate so long that the tiniest little things – Piss you off. Like my wife and I had a, a one of her friends, Taylor, running a running a room from us. And she had and like her, my wife and Taylor were just like just bonking heads. Like there was like DEFCON 2. And Taylor had like two friends over, and my wife comes to me the next day and she's like, You know what Taylor and her friends did? They used almost a whole roll of toilet paper. So for Dude, what? What did they eat? I'm like, you mean they used 27 cents of toilet paper, but because she was already at like her wits end with her, that was like, a, that was like a critical sin, right? Like we've had the same car back and forth so many times that it's just like, we just like, 
I even start to say ka, and you're already like, well, yeah. couldn't make it past half fifty no, yards. Yeah, that's where I am now. That's where I am now. But the thing is, is like I wasn't always that way, and yeah. people are people are, are are calling me a hypocrite because I I'm being patient, preaching preaching patience with JMD and and and, and McZigler, right? But they they didn't see me patient with Carr, but they didn't see those first five plus years. Did did you ever see that Dan Soder impression of uh, of Randy Macho Man Savage? No, but he started doing it. He he started doing it to his roommate when his roommate would do stupid shit. Mm-hmm. You're like, uh huh, thinking, 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 thinking about who didn't wash the dishes. Yeah. You know, you put the dishes in the dishwasher and you just push the button and that's it. Oh, yeah. But no, you can't do it. Did you do it? You didn't do it. <laughs> I just saw the South Park. Rewatched the South Park when oh, they, um, Macho Man. Macho Man and Savage is like, uh, identifies as a woman and does like, like wins like the women's Olympics and everything. It's Macho Man, like Randy Macho Man Savage. So good. And he's just like beating the shit out of these girls. He's like, and, and his name's Heather. <laughs> so good, dude. It's dude, so good. It's so how good. the hell did South Park go on, like have like 90 seasons and get funnier? They just keep like, they just keep because getting. The society funnier. gives them so much, you know, as this, uh, just society so keeps giving the Simpsons the same. Con- same content, but the Simpsons just keep getting worse. It's like yeah. it's a gift, man. It's it's. Well, I think it's gift. just like the the South Park guys don't care, you know. Yeah, they'll make fun of whatever. Yeah, kind of like me at the bar. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give whatever a chance. All right, that's it for us. Um, yeah, I'm exhausted. The uh, the daughter had a bad dream last night, so she came into the bed around one. My alarm went off at four forty-five. Mm. Worked all day long doing this podcast late at night now, but I did it. You don't want to hear my pitching. You guys want to hear me complain. You don't. I don't even know why I'm doing it. Um, anything else? Any updates? What are we doing next? No. What's, what's, the, what's the next bit? We'll follow the Lamar Jackson thing. Yeah, we're um, something live comes. There's really nothing happening right now. I haven't done anything live in a few in a little while because there's not anything to talk about. If Josh Jacobs. If Josh Jacobs does a, uh, you know, signs an extent, you know, a longer deal, we'll go live. Anything with Lamar Jackson, we'll go live. Um, we'll go live for probably something other random stuff, too. There's so many other things to get to. But until then, now going over here with me.